0: Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud, huh? 100.7 KSLX.
1: So, I saw yesterday that Jim Steinman passed away. Now, a lot of you won't know that name, but if you had the album Bad Outta Hell, right under the title where it said Bad Outta Hell, it said Songs by Jim Steinman. Yeah, and this is probably the biggest. Yeah, this was huge. Paradise by the Dashboard Light. He wrote a lot of stuff for Meatloaf. Well, he wrote the entire first album. It was originally like he had written it as like a, a musical. Yes. Like even, yes. even years before like that. A concept kind of, album type kind deal. Of, kind of had put a lot of it together, then, then honed it down with Meatloaf. Meatloaf was Jim Steinman's muse. Kind of like uh, um,
0: Elton John. And Bernie Taupin.
1: Yeah, and Roger Daltrey, you know, Pete Townsend basically writes songs for Roger Daltrey right. to sing in The Who. And this was the same kind of deal, except it was a solo act, Meatloaf, written by this one guy.
0: Sometimes those that can do, and then sometimes those that can't do for others. Like, here's a great example. Jim Steinman actually tried to be a musician unto himself. You can run away. This is a song called Rock and Roll Dreams Come Through. Okay. And it's pretty unnotable. All right. I mean, he's a a a decent singer. All right, yeah. But then he gave that exact same song to somebody named Meatloaf, and it became. Completely, yeah, I mean, it it's, a better singer. Just, yeah. Yeah, no mean, yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, that's, a, that's what happens. So sometimes a guy who has a great idea uh, can't necessarily execute it. This is a great example of coaches who never played the game. Right, and you know Meatloaf. It's interesting because
1: once Bad Out of Hell became huge, it sold like 14 million copies. Right, I think within a year, still sells a lot of
0: records. And, and Bad and Out of so, Hell still sells a ton of records.
1: When you have that kind of money floating around, lawsuits happen, and there was all kinds of legal red tape after that album became big. And Meatloaf, I think, refused to go in and do the follow-up until certain things were figured out. And Jim Steinman got impatient, and then he went in and recorded the next batch of songs. And I think that's one of the ones that you heard
0: there. Yeah, and it was a it was a dud. It didn't. Yeah. Go anywhere because it wasn't meatloaf. So you say to yourself, well, I mean this guy's clearly, you know, one-hit wonder. He finds like Bernie Toppin usually only writes for Elton John. Jim Steinman wrote for a lot of people including you know this one. Turn around <laughs> Every now and then I get a little bit noisy. Oh, I know that one. This could easily be a Meat Love song, too. Everything this guy writes sounds exactly the same, but you just apply it to different singers. Well, it sounds like it's from a musical.
1: Yes. Whatever he writes, it's
0: from some show or something. Yeah, he, you know, he would have been a great, like, he would have been Lin Manuel Miranda before there was <laughs> a Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> that song got so annoying. Yes. Didn't it? So Total an Eclipse annoying. of the Heart. Oh, Yeah, so annoying. Until the Dan Band brought it back. Yeah, uh, in wedding crashes. That's that was right. brilliant. And then, of course, if you're going to write hit songs for Meatloaf, and you're going to write songs for Bonnie Tyler, and it's the mid '80s, you got to write a song for someone else too. And that is. This could be Jim Steinman's "Songs That Won't Get You Laid." Yep. <laughs> Hello, I'm Graham Russell, and I'm
1: Russell Hitchcock. We are Air Supply. Yes. Yeah, this was one of their songs, and Air Supply had a had a hit with this, and this was written by Jim Steinman. This was originally mit- written with Meatloaf in mind. Clearly. And Meatloaf Clearly. probably looked at it and said... You know, that's a little too soft for me.
0: Yeah, the same guy that wrote two out of three, the guy that sang two out of three ain't bad, is like, nope, won't sing that one. Too wimpy. Too wimpy. <laughs> so Jim Steinman passed away
1: yesterday, age 73. I mean, the guy was a very accomplished songwriter. Yeah, he had money. When you have an album that sells 14 million copies, that you wrote the entire thing, words and music, Yeah, that's, that's a nice accomplishment. Yep. Well... Now, who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day. Neighbor,
0: neighbor, neighbor. Uh, You know, a lot of us know our neighbors a little bit more since last night. Everybody's sort of looking out, making sure everyone's okay. It was an interesting thing yesterday. Uh, I saw neighbors talking to each other that I haven't seen talk to each other. I don't know who they are. <laughs> See, I don't know who, they, who these people that's why are. You,
1: that's why you get neighborhood
0: nicknames. Yep, you no give idea. those people
1: nicknames yep. so you can describe them to others. Yep, that's why we do this. So it's time to check in on... People in your neighborhood. Yeah, neighborhood nicknames. I, You know what? I have not seen for quite a while one of my latest ones, the Arms Down Runner. Oh, no Who, kidding. The guy's in great shape, jogs all the time with his arms rigidly at his side instead
0: of using his arms to propel him forward like you do when you're running. I saw Home Improvement yesterday. You remember Home Improvement? That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the woman that has taken up a new career as an interior designer. There you go. Yeah. Saw her for the first time in a long time yesterday. All we right. Started, did the what's up wave and that's it. Nice. Didn't say so, hello. I don't know her name. So I got to know
1: a neighborhood nickname. What do you got? Yeah, my neighbor moved in probably about six months ago, and I tried to introduce myself to her. I gave her my name. She didn't give me her name. I smoke a lot, and she gets a lot of deliveries. And so my name to her, since she didn't give me her name, I call her the Whack-A-Mole, because the only time I ever see her now is when she
0: opens her door to receive her packages. <laughs>
1: Her head pops out and then pops back in. A head and an arm. A head and an (laughs) arm, and it sweeps her packages in, and then she goes back in. Ah, very nice, man. Very nice. Thank you.
0: It's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, very much. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, Elvis. Um, yeah, oh, I would also call her Thing because when the hand comes out, <laughs> thank you, thing, takes the <laughs> thank package you, for you. Thank you, Thing. Yeah, it's well. You know what? These days, you can live like that because everything can be delivered. Yeah, so pretty much. Yeah, I was just thinking about that today because I wear I wear those Vans shoes. You know, the tent, the Spicoli shoes, the black and white checker mm-hmm. shoes, and the ones that I have now are getting a little gamey and a little beat up. And I'm like, I need to go to the store and get. Some. No, I'm just going to order them online and have them delivered to the house. Yep.
1: Yeah. And your your head and your arm will pop out, and your neighbors will call you Whack-A-Mole. Yeah.
0: And That'll m- be the neighborhood nickname. Made very possible. So, there you go. If you got a neighborhood nickname, you can always send them, email them to mark at kslx.com or Andrew paul at kslx.com or you can always call us yes. at 480-470-KSLX. Well, now...
1: Today is uh, April 20th. You know, today is my mom's 89th birthday. What are you, big-timing me? 89. My mom's dead. I don't have a mom. Thanks for bringing it up. Eh, not a problem. Okay. Um, so, my sis- you know, my mom lives in an assisted living thing, and my sister and brother do the lion's share of, you know... Sure. They're in the area, so they do a lot of, a lot Thus of stuff. The, they assist. They do assist. Right. Uh, my sister yesterday took my mom to the motor vehicle department my mom's not driving anymore which is smart that's good um but she still needs an id to get on a plane or something like that you know she wants sure. to do something so wants to, to buy
0: go. a keg do a keg party there or something you like go.
1: that. yeah got to renew her id so they went to the motor vehicle department for that and they're they're standing in line and ahead of them you know about about eight people ahead of them this older gentleman sort of staggers out of line all of a sudden just starts you know kind of stumbling out of the line Oh no couple people in line grab him and help him he's like oh you know thank you so much i just you know got cloudy headed there lightheaded for a moment wow oh. i'm fine thank you they let him go they get back in the line this guy takes one step two step oh no and then face plants right on the tile floor straight up rick flair yeah, except Ric Flair always gets a handout to yeah. stop it. Yeah. This guy didn't. Broke oh. it, broke his nose. I heard the sound. Yeah. I heard the sound of the head hitting the floor. Yeah, you know, my sister said oh. there was, it was like blood all over the place, oh, and it was crazy. Awful. And uh, the guy behind my sister, of course, says, what are you doing? Don't just stand there. Move up in line. Come on, this is taking <laughs> forever. <laughs> I kid, I,
0: I kid about nothing except that last line. It actually happened I, I, It's so weird. I bet you any amount of money, though, that somebody, two or three people behind him, was thinking it. Oh, absolutely. They, they were absolutely kidding? thinking it. I can take all day at the motor vehicle's thing. Quick, somebody grab his number. <laughs> so last
1: night, first thing my wife says to me when she gets home is, hey, that stuff you guys were saying about... Demi Lovato yesterday was so right on,
0: <laughs> and
1: I was like, you "No, know, my wife doesn't usually say stuff like that. She doesn't make a point of." of Thank you, Mrs. Stuff. Mark,
0: for listening to the show.
1: Yes, um, so. We were, t- and this was yesterday. I think right at this time we were talking about the singer Demi Lovato making a big deal on Instagram because she felt triggered and and outraged and and flustered because the frozen yogurt shop Jesus. she went to didn't have or it had too many diet flavors and people with eating disorders. Too many diet flavors. You know, it might it might make people with eating disorders feel bad. And and you yeah. know, eating disorders is, that is a serious thing. But you can't expect everybody to smooth out the road for you and not make you think about it. You got. You still got to get through the world in, in in a regular day,
0: and there's no way to ascertain how any individual will perceive any experience that they're exposed to in the world. Right. This is one of the one of the things that we have to deal with and when we make jokes on the air. We don't know. There there are at least four people listening to the show. Three of them might find something funny. The fourth one might have been I don't know. May have been almost choked on frozen yogurt. And it's like you don't understand. Frozen yogurt's a silent killer. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So we, we don't know. You know. We are very very sorry that.
1: Demi Lovato's <laughs> Froyo experience wasn't all that she had dreamed, but. Froyo's when, my favorite hobbit, by the way. When, he's great. Yeah. When you compare that to what was happening yesterday. Yes. And listen, I, you know. Uh, I, I make clear I don't I don't feel sorry for Derek Chauvin but Nor do I. literally the guy's life is hanging in the balance yep. at the same time the welfare of dozens of American cities yes. and businesses yes. is probably hanging in
0: the balance too. That's serious stuff not a frozen yogurt inconvenience right okay so uh, my old dog Lemmy uh, is becoming incontinent because she's an old dog that happens so now i'm rolling the dice as to whether or not she, she, her her anus makes it past the door frame before she decides to utilize that apparatus all right that's a minor inconvenience it's an inconvenience it's a minor inconvenience it's no fun you know who you know who i do feel bad for on the Chauvin trial if, just to get back to that and, and yeah. I don't want to get too deep into it but I feel bad for the kid that worked at the convenience store who, who feels like this is all his fault. Who took the $20 bill that's, and that's then That's who I feel sorry for. Yeah. I feel sorry for the nine-year-old girl that's, yeah. that had to see that and will see that for the rest of her life. That's why I feel bad. Those are people Those are who are dealing things. dealing with yeah. serious yeah. serious issues. Demi Lovato <laughs> will compare she it, will it, survive. Yes. She'll get past this. Yes. I think she's got a lot of life ahead of her. She's going to be okay. I think maybe maybe with some therapy and uh and, and maybe some gelato to replace the yogurt situation right. she'll be able to overcome this Right. This horrible, tragic event in her life. No, the struggle is real. Absolutely. We know that. Yes. The, you know, when oh, you, don't when we you, know?
1: Yes, when you have inconveniences in froyo shops, yeah. boy oh boy, yeah. uh, no, it, it, when you compare these things to yep. what was happening yesterday and the yep. implications in so many lives yep. of so many people, um,
0: it makes what we were talking about yesterday with this frozen yogurt even more ridiculous. And Neanderthal, confession, I am exhausted this morning. Not because anything happened, I didn't do anything physical, I literally the energy expended watching this thing i'm exhausted uh, yeah we'll, we'll talk more about i absolutely yeah. do It is time to talk about dumbassery. It's a word that fits when we talk about the dumbass of the day. All right, then. A little love for Fred Curry this morning. Yeah, I like that. A nice Fred <laughs> Curry reference. Who once he played with Guns
1: N' Roses for a while too. Nice. Yeah. So just this past Friday, Thomas Valencia, nice, and his buds were driving around. It was it was four guys in all in Mendocino County, Florida. They weren't driving aimlessly though. Tomas and his buddies had a purpose, which was to deliver some marijuana. <laughs> 22 pounds of it, by the way. Still not legal in the state of Florida. It's not legal yet. Yeah, they have medicinal marijuana, yep. but not recreational. Yep. Still
0: not legal in, in the state of
1: Florida. And 22 pounds of it is always A generally... A little excessive. Yeah, yeah that's A not... A excessive uh, side. Not generally for all personal use. So this was 2.30 in the morning, and the bad thing for Tomas and his buddies is that they got pulled over by sheriff's deputies. Sure. So when the deputies were talking to Tomas and his friends, the the smell of weed was just overpowering. Pungent, one would say. It was. 22 pounds? Come on. So the search began, and it didn't take long until the 22 pounds was found, and Tomas and his buddies were arrested. Where'd they find it? uh, It was in the trunk. Oh, okay. So the question is, why were they pulled over? Well, why were they pulled over? Well, just driving at 2.30 in the morning is not illegal. No. Did they forget a... A stop sign? Did they not stop for a stop sign or forget to signal for a turn? No, that wasn't it. Did they have a busted taillight or perhaps a headlight that was out? No. Did they have expired license plates? No, they did not have expired license plates. Tomas and his buddies were driving a car that had
0: no license plates. That's always going to attract attention. I've seen that three times in the past week already. I've seen the cars with no license plates and I'm like, wow, I'm surprised. Like if that were me, once (laughs) I'd get pulled over. When
1: you see a car with no license plates to tap into current events, what do you do? You look in the window to see if there's a temporary in there. Yeah. yeah. We wouldn't have a viral video
0: if somebody had done that. Yep. Yep. And then, But here's the thing. Even if you do see a car with no license plates and they're engaged in some sort of criminal activity, how do you describe the car to somebody if you call the police? It's a black car. (laughs) What's the license (laughs) number. Can't tell you. No plates. No guts. So everything on that in this entire thing was good except for the fact that they had no license plates. Yeah. And again, it's that same thing. If you're doing something
1: wrong, transporting something, don't have a vehicular violation mm-hmm. that you can be pulled over for. you ain't right, We say it every time. That makes Tomas and his friends all Mark and Neanderthal dumbasses of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you just told. Mm-hmm. And it was sponsored by Roadrunner Harley-Davidson. They sponsor the dumbass every day. They're at 159th Avenue and McDowell in Goodyear. They're now open. <laughs> We are hearing in the Mark and Neanderthal studio from producer Guido's studio that we have a slight controversy regarding this morning's 30-second song challenge, which happened at 7.30. What happened, Guido?
0: Yeah, there's a bit of uh, drama on the phones, I guess.
1: So uh. <laughs> what happened is we, we, had, uh, we had somebody join the Not Even One Club. The, the 30-second song challenge cheat sheet was trampled underfoot. Communication Breakdown, and then Home Sweet Home. And our first contestant, or our contestant, Sherry, never got past the first song Trampled Underfoot because she kept saying Communication Breakdown as if she had forgotten to write down the first song. So then
0: what happened? Yeah, so uh, she seemed okay with being a a contestant with the uh, Not Even One Club, a new member. Uh, But it was after the contest was over, we got a couple calls talking about how, no, Karen... Karen misspoke. Karen and said, did? yeah, the, the jock at 4 o'clock who gives our cheat sheet yeah, away. see,
1: this is our, our new staff member, you know? Karen D'Alessandro from Milwaukee. And, it, and even though that does mean the good land, we can't have her making
0: mistakes like this if she made a mistake. Yeah, I mean, this could be an opportunity for the first in a continuing series of, what did Karen do?
1: Karen, I was dependent on that. Why did you do that?
0: So we we have to we have to now ascertain whether or not Karen has ruined our program for this
1: morning. Did she did she make a mistake yesterday when giving us the thirty second song challenge cheat
0: sheet songs? Did she violate the sanctity of the honesty and integrity that we've spent so many years trying to build up with the audience? Again, it should be trampled underfoot. Communication breakdown and home sweet home. Thankfully, we have a record of the alleged transgression.
1: This will be your first one. Write these down. Keep track and don't say I didn't help you. 100.7 KSLX.
0: All right. She's playing Trampled Underfoot. That's Trampled Underfoot yesterday then. And she said this will be your first one, right? Hit This will be your first one. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's what she says there to begin the 30-second song challenge cheat sheet yesterday. Now we go to the wrap-up. And what happened, Karen? In case you missed it, let's
1: review Trampled Underfoot. Foot. Communication breakdown in home sweet home.
0: Huh. Carrie, no, I was dependent on that. Why <laughs> did you do that? She did it because that's
1: what she was supposed to do. Yes, she got it right. So, yeah, no Ooh. controversy. She nailed it. Good job. So, if you are listening today, to Karen D'Alessandro at 4 o'clock. You will again hear those first three songs for tomorrow's
0: 30-second song challenge. And that's worth 300 bucks, And you won't have to ask the inevitable question that we'll ask again.
1: Karen, I was dependent on that. <laughs> Why did you do that?
0: So we'll figure it out. What did Karen
1: do? Yeah. She got it. She got it right. Our contestant messed up, and, and so did the, the woman who called afterward, I suppose, or the people who called afterward. The evidence was clear. Yes, well, very much like the trial yesterday, all you had to do... Was check out the recording of the proceedings, and you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Well, what? A, it's so interesting. Yesterday, I, I woke up from uh, taking a quick nap, and you know, came down about two o'clock. And you you were part of a text chain that was on my phone, yeah, and said, you know, they've reached a verdict. Not (laughs) not in yet. And so I so I turned on the news and, um, you know, obviously we're talking about the Derek Chauvin trial and they were there was a bunch of talking heads, you know, supposing what was going to happen, you know, trying to predict what was going to happen. And they had the courtroom in a little corner up in the screen, you know, on the screen up in the right hand corner. Right. And all of a sudden in that corner, I saw the camera was on Derek Chauvin. I saw him stand up. So I think to myself. Oh, crap, the, the judge just walked in. That's sure. what that's what happens. They all stand. Yeah. And then that little square became the whole screen. And I, honestly, I haven't really even been paying that much attention to this whole thing, but my heart started pounding. It was like, now I'm all in. I, I got to see what happens with this verdict.
0: I had what I called the Saturday Light Night Live moment, and that is... Um, I was un- involved in that text chain with you. I was in my truck when I heard the news that they had reached a verdict, and I stopped at a couple of stores, and everybody was obviously talking about it and planning on where they were going to be. They said, you know, we're going to get the, the notification, the reading of the verdict in the next 45 minutes to an hour. So I got home, uh, took care of business, t- set the TV up, laid down in bed to watch what was going on, and as they went to commercial, I said, well, I'll just close my eyes for a second. And I... St- <laughs> True story. Slept through the entire verdict. Had no idea. Woke up and saw the press conference of George Floyd's family that they were having afterwards, you know, talking about how they were so happy about how the verdict worked out. I didn't have a chance to actually see what had happened. But I will tell you, I went and I watched videos of different locations when the verdict was read. You could hear hair grow in America. In in some places, yeah. It was so eerily quiet and silent, and then I just sat, and I've been waiting ever since the verdict was read. Okay, now what's going to happen? Yeah. And because of that, this morning I'm exhausted. I didn't do anything. I'm just the energy, the adrenaline dump of, oh, my God, what could this lead to? And thankfully, and this is the best thing that can be taken from this situation because it's tragic all the way around. A man is dead, another man's life is ruined, and families and cities are are affected. The ripple effect is wide-ranging, but if there's a positive that can be taken from it, it's that we didn't burn down cities this time yeah we absolutely. didn't act, we didn't act and, like idiots and you know what none the, of us uh, everybody seems to have responded properly in this situation you got
1: to think i, I got to feel for the jury. imagine the pressure i mean I, I, oh, yeah. I, I've been on a jury, but we were deciding <laughs> on whether a 75 year old man would be convicted of shoplifting yeah. for stealing reflector lights for his camper shell that's the, and you know and I was like, the whole world is watching us. Uh, <laughs> the, the eyes of the world. You know, that's what I was like. I was, th- you know, I was thinking yeah. that. Um, it's yeah. so trivial compared to what was happening
0: yesterday. That is a lot of pressure to put on 12 ordinary people. Yeah, 14 actually, because there were two other guys, uh, the, two other people, right? alternates that yeah. were there that had to listen to all of that. Imagine that. Imagine you're the two people that had to sit there and listen to the entire trial. Then you don't get a vote. when I was, You don't even get a chance to affect the thing.
1: When I was on that jury for the camper shell lights, I was like, I better not be picked as an alternate. I want to uh, you know if
0: I'm going to sit here and listen to this, I better have a vote. And luckily I was at least you didn't get picked because you're a fat guy. <laughs> I got picked <laughs> on my jury because I was a fat guy because the, the defendant it's a true story. The defendant was a a uh, a robust fellow who was being charged with drunk driving mm-hmm. and felony invasion of the police officer. I found out after the fact from my buddy who was a cop in Sacramento who said, oh, no, they picked you because you're big. And they thought the defense thought you would be in- sympathetic to a guy who was drunk driving because they were trying to say a guy of his size couldn't consume that al- enough alcohol to impair his... To impair his driving, right, So the defense right. chose me to be on the jury because I was fat. I was like, mm. thank you?
1: <laughs> it was it was weird. After the jury I was on, the uh, the lawyers and the judge came into the jury room. It was kind of like meet and greet, you know, backstage at a concert <laughs> where you ask him questions. To so you like, get your
0: picture taken with the judge? You, you like being a judge?
1: Um, you know, but actually I Can asked... Can you sign this, please? I said, because we had convicted the guy, and I said, he did steal those things, right? And the, the woman was like... Like he did. In fact, we couldn't bring it into evidence, but he's been convicted like six times of shoplifting in the past. He's a kleptomaniac. So. Well, that's double
0: jeopardy right there. You can't use somebody's past behavior you to do to yeah, exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. They
1: could not introduce it, but it was obvious
0: anyway. Call so. the law offices of Mark <laughs> and Paul if you have. Don't do that. Don't do that. We have friends that take care of that stuff. Yeah, we have, you know, we have plenty of friends who do that.
1: So it's 9.07, the big three at nine. We'll give you the top sound clips of the day. And first one is obvious. Big story yesterday. I was impressed, though, when they did the verdict, there was no ceremony whatsoever. Matter of fact, it was let's get to it and let's get this done. The judge came in and he said. Members of the jury, I will now read the verdict. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to count one, unintentional second degree murder while committing a felony, find the defendant guilty. Verdict count two. We, the jury in the above entitled
0: matter, as to count two. Third degree murder, perpetrating an eminently dangerous act, find the defendant guilty. Verdict count three. We, the jury in the above entitled matter, as to count three.
1: Second degree manslaughter, culpable negligence, creating an unreasonable risk, find the defendant guilty. Are these your verdicts? So say you one, so say you all. Yes. yes.
0: And that was it. And with that, the Derek Chauvin trial was over. Thankfully, so, no. Yeah. Thankfully, no violence, no rioting, no looting. Everything is good so far. Big sigh of relief. Yep. So, Alex Smith, the quarterback,
1: just retired. He announced it yesterday. He's the guy who had that injury that looked fairly normal, except he had to have seventeen surgeries. He almost lost his leg. They had amp They were considering amputating at one point in time.
0: Very similar to what Joe thigh's been experienced on uh, on live national television. Same exact injury, except way more complications.
1: Yeah, and and despite all that, despite being told he might not walk right again, he actually fought his way back and played in the NFL last year, I think just to prove he could do it, and then he decided to retire. Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's a contemporary of his, who's had his own share of injuries... <laughs> said, when the injury happened to Alex Smith, he sent him a text and thought he was being a good buddy about it.
0: The single worst text I've ever sent out, I sent it to Alex. When Alex broke his leg in that game a few years ago, I had a, what I thought was similar injury. I fractured my tibia and and I said, hey, Alex, just want to let you know, they'll fix you right up. You'll be good as new. You know, I'm out here and I don't feel any pain from you know, my injury, you know, three years later or whatever. And I sent it and felt good about it. And he said, well, mine might be a little more complicated. And, you know, 17 surgeries later and the story of what he had to overcome. I mean, <laughs> I felt uh, like the I'm biggest. So- yeah. You know, you'll get him next time, champ. No, right. no, I won't. It's kind
1: of like you, you know, with a with an ingrown toenail telling the guy with gangrene, hey, it's going to be
0: fine. I'm go. I'm OK. Yeah, you I'm should- going to get better. Yeah. You know, the doctor tells you you've got six and a half months to live. Well, you're going to be fine. No, 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 you're not. So, uh, good story for Ryan way, Fitzpatrick. Great story of Alex Smith, his perseverance in coming back. Oh, uh, my God. What a great story. Uh, he won the Comeback Player of the Year Award. Uh, and he says he could still play, but he's decided his family and health are more important. He said he proved what he needed to. Yep. So, Jim Steinman passed
1: away on Monday, 73 years old. And if you don't know the name, he wrote every famous meatloaf song yep. that there has ever been. Yep. Not only did it write Bad At Hell, he wrote, what, uh?
0: Air Supply, right? Yeah, and Making Loud About a Nothing at All. I think he wrote He wrote uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart. He wrote yeah. a bunch of stuff. I think he also wrote uh, m- both Bat Out of the Hell records. Yes, um, I mean... And there's a third one, I think, too, a third Bat Out of Hell. I'm not sure if he wrote that as well, but he was to Meatloaf what Bernie Taupin is to Elton John. He was his, his prescribed songwriter, what Pete Townsend is to Roger Daltrey. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And Meatloaf,
1: uh, this is interesting, shows his gratitude.
0: People had always said, oh, you can sing, but nobody had ever, you know, gone crazy over me singing. I would have probably had a very difficult role having long hair weighing 300 pounds doing anything else other than that kind of dramatic stuff. Because everybody wanted me to do R&B or blues or soul or something. And Jimmy says, that's the obvious. You don't want to do the obvious. And so we didn't. So thank goodness for Jim and me and Todd and and whoever else worked on that record. Because it takes a lot of people to do something like that. You never do it by yourself. He's almost unrecognizable on the Ted Nugent record that he's on. Yeah, Meatloaf is on an early Ted Nugent record called yeah, Free, Free For, for all. all. Yeah,
1: um, But uh, you got to love his gratitude. After all, Jim Steinman wrote Bad Out of Hell. Every word, every piece of music, it sold 14 million copies. And then when Meatloaf made his comeback in 1993, that album was also written by Jim Steinman all the way through, and that sold 5 million copies. Yeah, Meatloaf was Jim Steinman's voice. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and Meatloaf... Jim Steinman
0: tried to, tried to be a musician, yeah. and it just wasn't that good. And you can tell Meatloaf's
1: grateful, Yeah, which is nice. That's the big three. We'll do it again tomorrow here at KSLX.
0: Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. One hundred point seven KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime.
1: Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better. Is there anything better than going home for the holidays? Of course not. Well, that's exactly how your toes feel after slipping on a pair of Hey Dude shoes. Hey Dude makes the lightest, comfiest, and coziest shoes out there. They make each step as holly and jolly as can be. So, give the gift of comfy this holiday season. Welcome home for the holidays, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to.